Welcome to the latest edition of the Progress with Unity podcast. We're here this evening to discuss the Charlton game, takeover latest, Paul Cook gone to Ipswich, and any ramifications that might hold for us. We're looking forward to MK Dons with RefWatch, Adam Ass, and we'll give you the usual predictions. So without further ado, Charlton. Very disappointing 1-0 home defeat, uh, especially for me because I thought we were going to beat them. There are no stats from the game because the BBC uh, didn't send a, a reporter. The main, the main stat of the, of the evening was, was that goal, Adam. So we'll come to that first, that goal. Uh, I can see we've got a substitute host tonight who isn't as polite. He's not asked us how we are, Paul, but um, <laughs> I'm OK, me, Barry. Thanks. And hopefully you're all right as well. Anyway, on to the game. Uh, or oh, Sunday League. Just just another comedy of errors goal, isn't it? No communication. What can you say about it, really? I mean, <laughs> it was just it was just awful. Mistake, you know, experienced players as well. The difference is, you know, as well, he's gone through and tucked it away. I wouldn't have had as much confidence in us up the other end of capitalising on the mistake in the same way. Yeah, it was it was poor. I mean, they're not poor players. You know, I thought the, I thought the defence played okay generally, but we just keep dropping silly mistakes in game after game, don't we? And I just I just don't know how you stamp them out really. Maybe it's a confidence thing, concentration. I don't know. I'm sure Liam Richardson's trying to work it out. But what what can you do really as a manager about about school by errors like that? I thought it was Wooten and Tilt, but it weren't, were it? It was Dewika and Dewika, yeah. just came across and banged into each other and obviously an EK took advantage. Saying as a general point, do you think do you think it's partly because um you know these players don't really they've not played together very often. You know, they've only played four or five games together and maybe they don't trust each other yet, like a side who has sort of developed a bit. I don't know what you think. Well, I think he ran 15 yards to check his own player out. So I don't. Uh, <laughs> I mean, yeah, it was. It, it, it's just one of them, isn't it? Where playing together and understanding and communication and talking and it's bonkers. It really is to make such daft mistakes. I mean, you look at the penalty we got away with as well. That was bonkers. Talking about the referee. He, I was looking forward to, to watching this performance last night, but I must admit I wasn't overly impressed. The standard of refereeing in this this league is absolutely atrocious. I think we've had two or three all season who's who's been anywhere near decent, and the rest have been woeful. Yeah, I think Tommy Gore got it right, didn't he? I mean, the five minutes added on was just completely wrong. It, if you actually really added up all the stoppages, the time they talk, he didn't. He didn't have that like you've got to be in control of a situation, haven't you? He didn't. He didn't seem very forthright. He looked a bit timid to me at times. He didn't didn't really pull them up on anything, did he? Really? And they were allowed to get away with it. And we just had an average, pretty much average stoppage time. When I, you know, I think there could have been eight or nine minutes added on there if he really looked. They were time wasting from the minute they scored, weren't they? They were gamesmanship. And I think I said to you last night, streetwise, a very streetwise team. That's what I'd say they were last night, Charlton. Very streetwise. And unfortunately, we were not a streetwise team. <laughs> you know, we 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 did everything that that you, everything that we shouldn't have done in the key areas, in my view. I don't I don't think it was. Uh, it could have been a nil nil game for me. I, I don't think it was 
I don't think we're outplayed. You know, in both boxes, we're, we're pretty poor at the moment. So, sorry, I've not much more positive to say about it, really. <laughs> no, I, I, I thought we, 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 we liked energy. The midfield definitely liked energy last night. I mean, some of the players, when you think about them, they've been out for such a long time and they're coming back in and they're playing two games a week. And I know people said they're professional athletes and they should be able to do it. But, but the, your bodies are tiring. They're, they're tiring and you can see that. And, and the performances have been as, as a result... And obviously, we're picking injuries up. It's just so difficult, so difficult. I mean, if we look at... I was thinking last night that we... Even though I know you said we created chances, I don't think we looked like scoring a goal last night. Everything we were hitting was was over the bar uh, and wayward. But when you look at the players that we've lost out of that squad, strikers, Joe Garner, Cal Naismith, Cal Joseph, Jamie Proctor... And now, Wilkie, well, Wilkie's been missing in and out all season anyway. And, and Callum Lang. And just as players are going a little bit of run of form together, Jamie Proctor came in and scored, scored on his debut and we're thinking, come on, build on that. He started the next game and that's it. We've not seen him since. It's I think any team in this league would struggle scoring goals, losing that many strikers. And we're not just I, a team. We're, we're one in administration. Just coming in as well, one other we lost as well that we forget about in terms of, I don't know if he still is our top assistant. It might be Asgard, but he certainly was our top assistant, Tom Pierce. In terms of attacking ability, he's one of our best players going forward. So although he's not the one who's going to put the ball in the net, he's one of our biggest attacking threats. You know, we had a spell, didn't we? Just before Christmas, that link-up play between Pierce and Gardner on that left-hand side was was really, you know, really fruitful for us. Partly because maybe we've been cutting our medical department, our sports science. We don't have the coaches that we have, or have we just been very, very unlucky with with the type of injury? I know you can't do anything about like a Viv Solomon Otterbar ankle injury, but I'm just wondering about maybe some of the muscle injuries that we've picked up. Could it could it be down to the maybe the, re- the reduced size of our sports science department? I, I think it's the reduced size of the squad and the fact that you're playing two games a week. You know, Barry's saying your body gets tired. You, you ain't got no chance of getting back from any niggles um, if you needed. Because, you know, if you, if, you, if you injure yourself Saturday and you want a day or two just to, to you know, just to take it easy and get right, you, you're missing games. You know, any any sort of injury and you're missing games. <laughs> when your squad is as threadbare as it is, people can't afford to miss games. So they're probably taking chances they shouldn't be taking just to get players on the pitch. I think we're probably better off leaving where it is. Just just to mention what you said there, Adam, about Chris Murray. Absolute massive loss, energy-wise. He's so much energy in that midfield. And we seem not to, to, to have any at the moment. So I, I'm hoping he's going to be coming back sooner rather than later. So anyway, let's move on. Takeover latest. Well, first of all, it's been a, a slow news week again. There's been all sorts of rumours banded about. I've no idea where they're coming from. I'm not going to repeat some of the rumours I've seen. One what I found interesting was that a group of Australians or a couple of Australian guys have had a look at us and they want to take over the club and invest and bring people over from Australia and, and, and get involved with the club and all this, that. a little bit like uh, the Frampton bid, do that sort of stuff. But somebody who I know on uh, has sent me a message, he's been in touch with the main guy at the, the group who 
actually asked him, who do I need to get in touch with to, to talk about buying the club? <laughs> Straight away, I thought there's only one place for this to go, and that's in the bin. In the bin. I've actually wrote on the uh, agenda, crock of shit, because that's what I think. Yeah. Well, the, the article as well, Barry, I mean, there's some of the things in there which which I think we picked up with Frampton, didn't we, as well? I mean, all this stuff about, I read him, I think it's the ESPN article about it, about bringing young Australian players over. Yeah, maybe they should consider, like, work permits, home office requirements and all that kind of stuff before before they really start thinking about that. Um you know, and there's not there's there's not going to be any getting away with it now with someone who might have an EU passport as well. You know, which which cannot which used to help out in the past if they if they also had an EU passport, maybe a Dutch passport or something. It, like you said, slow news week. The administrators uh, put out a, a really good statement on Friday saying that they weren't putting any more statements out. It was you know that that type of statement for me made me feel really comfortable. You know, I think I think that's the reassuring statement as reassuring as the statements that they've been putting out the previous weeks really so nothing's happening is it nothing is happening at all or maybe the positive way of looking at it is things are happening and the business is being done correctly and we're not hearing about it that's i suppose that's the other way of looking at it isn't it if you want a positive spin on it we could we could call it the anglo oz pack that would be a a way going back to that and also I'd be all right because I can claim dual nationality, of course, with my mum and two two sisters and two brothers. Good friend of mine in Sydney, Darren, who uh, big Latics Latics fan. His dad listens. Darren Thompson, his dad listens over here as well. He's not given me any any hints that anything's um, anything's happening over there. He's in Sydney, Adam. It's a far away from the Gold Coast. Now, my sister lives in Brisbane. Isn't <laughs> so? Maybe I'll have a word with her and see if she can dig anything up for yeah. us. Yeah, I don't, I don't. You just, but it's the same country, isn't it? At least I, don't, I know it's a very vast country, but, but it's at least it's it's a bit nearer than we are, anyway. Well, yeah, I'll give you that. Paul Cook, we knew it had happened sooner or later, but some people have been surprised by it, especially with him being linked to uh, championship clubs. But he took the over the reins at Ipswich this week. Uh, the fans, to say the least, are excited. Robbo's gone as well, and there's also. A big question mark over Liam Richardson, whether he's going to be joining at Cookit anytime soon or maybe in the summer. Who knows? First of all, I'll just say, great appointment for Cook, and I'm pleased about that. Uh, a new project for him, and uh, good, to see, good to see him back in work. I think when you say good to see him back in work, I think he's one of those managers who's been out of work by his own choice. Um, I think he could have took other jobs before this, had he wanted to. Because you, you think he, he did a great job with us. He did a good job at Portsmouth. I can't see why anybody wouldn't want him. Let's like say he did great, great for us. Why, why wouldn't you want him? Decent, decent little club in the Ipswich, and they, they have in the past batted higher than what you know. Obviously, they've done well in the past, haven't they? In odd, odd times, gone above yeah. a small town club, FA Cup, and second in the top flight. Not a bad yeah. season, that. Did you not win the UEFA, the old UEFA Cup or the first? Yeah, I've I've not looked at all. I seem to remember them being because I remember them. They won the FA Cup in '78 as well, didn't they? Roger Osborne, Bobby, Bobby Robson, wasn't it? Bobby Robson was the manager. Yeah, Bobby Robson, yeah, yeah. Well, Roger Osborne scored the goal. Do you know that's the that is probably my 
first memory of watching football was that cup final. And and I don't know if this is true because obviously it's a number of years ago, but I seem to remember watching that cup final, asking my stepdad at the time, was that a goal? No, that was offside. Was that a goal? No, that was off. He was offside. And I didn't have a clue what the offside rule was. You were 32 um, then, Paul. <laughs> well, I, yeah, when they did score, I, I didn't think it was a goal because I said, oh, is that one offside as well? No, that one counts. And I was just clueless. Some, some might say I still am, but... As I was saying earlier, uh, Roger Osborne uh, signed for Colchester on leaving Ipswich and, and played against the Latics. And I remember seeing him at Springfield Park and thinking, oh, he's uh, fell down the pecking order a little bit, you know. That was it. That's good appointment for him, and I don't. I think they're a bigger. They're a bigger club than us, Paul. You know, I just think mm-hmm. they just generally the catchment area and everything. Um, you know, they had a decent spell, sort of Premier League wise nineties, but they've not bizarrely they've not. I don't think they've been in the Premier League since two thousand. So it's a it's a long time. And, uh, as you go in, that's what we want. That's the burning question, isn't it? I think I'd, be very surprised, I'd, I'd be surprised if he goes now for two reasons. One, I think he's invested himself in it. He's put a lot into this and he's kept us close. You know, I, I don't care what anybody says. I think if you looked at it, apart from them, that couple of weeks where we beat Portsmouth, we beat Doncaster and I think we hit the top eight <laughs> briefly and I suddenly got excited about it. But apart from that, I think most of the season we were kind of thinking, if we still got a club, brilliant, but we're likely to be in League Two. And at this stage, we're still in with a chance. And I think it's not been down to Sheridan, has it? It's been down to Richardson. Um, so he's invested in himself. Would Paul Cook do that as well? Would he, would he even ask him at this point? Anything I've seen with Paul Cook since he's left us, he talks in glowing terms. Ultimately, it could it could come down to a business decision. If Ipswich said, if the if the hierarchy Ipswich said, look, he's coming now, or you get somebody else in, that's a tough one. But I'd like to think that Paul Cook is in a strong enough position to be able to negotiate his own terms. And with Gary Roberts there, and I'm sure there's other coaching staff there as well. Um, I'm hoping that he'll be. My, my view is, let's see if Liam Richardson... Keep, the ideal for me would be Liam Richardson keeps us up and then he moves he moves over to Ipswich um, with Paul Cook and does a good job there. And he'll go down, like, like Barry was saying last week, with all these players. He'll go down as an absolute legend up there with Paul Cook for me. You know, if he keeps us in this division this season, then he goes into the Latics managerial legends... Definitely. You know, he's, he's been the toughest job that you could possibly ever have, really. And, you know, he's, he's been a credit. You know, his media appearances have been brilliant every week, I think. Um, yeah, I think, I, I mean, I was just looking at where he spent most of his career and it, it, the furthest south he's been is Notts County. Um, so you, you might keep him here because um, he's staying in the northwest. You can see both arguments. Um for him going and staying. But, I mean, like Adam says, you've got to credit him for the job he's done, um, yeah, even if he does go. Um, right, OK. Well, fingers crossed he's here till the end of the season, at least. Right, we'll move on. Talking of uh, the end of the season, approaching fast, 14 games left, and we've got 
the first of those 14 on Saturday when we meet MK Dons at the DW Stadium. And of course, it's the return of the one and only Will Grigg. First things first, as always, Ref Watch. 29 year old Carlisle referee Anthony Backhouse will be in charge. He last refereed us in September 2017, or I say last, that was the only time he's refereed us. It was a 1 0 win for the Latics against Northampton. He's done the NK Dons twice in his career. So over this season, 24 games, 80 yellows, <coughs> reds, and he's awarded nine penalties. Anthony Brockhurst. Right, Adam, I understand you've been talking to uh, somebody from MK Dons, from Milton Keynes. Yeah, I've been talking to... Uh, we've, we've not had the, the main man from the supporters club, but we've got the next best next best thing tonight. We've got the vice chair of the Milton, Milton Keynes Dons uh, Supporters Association, and that's Mr. Aidan Gray, and he's going to give us his 50 shades of grey on this game. Hi, my name is Aidan, and I am the vice chair of the Milton Keynes Dons Supporters Association. So, great question to kick off. I think in terms of our season so far, the word I'd use is solid. Um, and it's really good to see that actually we've managed to build well uh, in terms of the players we've brought in this season. After last season, really struggled. Russ came in, obviously promoted from first team duties to management. Uh, and done an exceptional job to keep us up that season. Um, was a really, really massive achievement. We were sort of gone by the time that he'd come in. Uh, and he'd really managed to get some great results and get the players working for him. I think that just proves the man management style that Russ has brought. Um, and this season, again, you know, buying some some sort of players in, um, some shrewd bit of business there. Um, I guess the standout for me would be Scott Fraser, um, you know, a real star player for us in midfield and certainly someone of a championship level of ability. Um, you know, brought some great goals and some real sort of strength to that midfield, um, which I think we've seen in terms of the style of play that we're trying to achieve with Russ, that he's been, you know, a massive part of that and, uh, yeah, really, really stand out. There's other players as well. I mean, we've got Cameron Jerome, who's come in in his twilight years. I don't think many people were expecting too much from the guy, Um, you know, but he's been bringing the goals and playing really, really well and, and, you know, even been noticed by clubs in, in divisions above. So, I think that really speaks volumes to how you know much ability and effort that guy brings, even in sort of the latter years of his career. Um, you know, other than that, I think other players that we, we've had as well is Harry Darling coming in this um, January as you know a defender again, a real standout player, and certainly one for the future. And I definitely think there'll be a lot of people keeping an eye on him. Uh, Will Grigg, I think the thoughts of, of the return of Will Grigg. You know, again, I think anyone who's Knowing anything about MK Dons will realise that you know he was a phenomenal asset to us in his first uh, you know time around um, the goals and and the business he you know he did for us on the pitch uh, was instrumental in that season for us to go up uh, to the championship and uh, just a great player very very well loved at Milton Keynes um, you know and, and again when he came back it was a real pop from the fans in terms of seeing him back um, obviously you know in terms of settling in doing really well I think is. Don't think he felt the love at Sunderland. Sometimes it doesn't work for a player at certain clubs. I think that's been the case for for Will at um, Sunderland for sure. But coming back in, you know, in the, in the last four games, has scored three goals, and uh, I think he's finding his confidence, the style of play that Russ brings and is looking for really suits Will. Um, and long may it continue. Uh, you know, again, a, a great player, and, and it's really good to see him get in that first team. 
uh, you know, game time that he probably didn't get to Sunderland and maybe deserved a little bit more of a chance. Uh, who knows? But yeah, I think in terms of where he is for us, um, doing some great stuff already, um, as you'd expect from Will Grigg. I think even you Wigan fans will, will appreciate what, what an asset and what a great guy uh, he is. Um, you know, indeed. In terms of the four teams which will go down, that's a really tough one. I think at the moment, it's any from sort of the bottom seven are all starting to pick up a little bit of form. You know, everyone's scrapping for their lives. And uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> for me, looking at it, you'd have thought Burton were dead and buried. They seem to have, you know, come back to life and uh, dug themselves out of a big hole. Wigan, you know, again, I think, you know, a couple of results you've picked up there as well. You've kept yourselves in it. So, tough one but again if I'm pushed for it I think for me Bristol Rovers will probably be one that will go for the drop they don't look too good for me Rochdale another one I think Northampton they're just a little shy up front of, of staying above the line and um, I'm gonna have to say it but AFC as well um, you know again I, I just don't see that um, that that squad has the, the ability to keep up this season I could be wrong but that would be my predictions for the the bottom four um, and then in terms of the result for, to, for for the game, I think it's going to be a tough one. Again, Wigan fighting for every point that you can get. You know, us as well. You know, we've got a, a new team since January that we're, we're betting in are doing really, really well. Um, but that said, you know, last few games we've we've had some defensive leaks and it's um, they've been high-scoring games. So I'm going to predict a high-scoring game, but uh, I'm going to go 3-2 to uh, MK Dons on that one. Yeah, I like, I like what he's talking. I mean, obviously the Will Grigg thing was the big, big part of the interview because obviously Wigan fans really want to know how he's getting on and it sounds like he's maybe that's his other home really you know if you like to say that maybe he's got two homes Wigan's one of them and Milton Keynes is the other one um, he's settling in well they're a mid-table side they're not going up they're not going down he's gone for a free 2 win to Milton Keynes and it wouldn't surprise you really if, with the way some of our games have gone um, so but interestingly, he doesn't predict us to go down. So that's uh, that's the positive for us, I think. I think that's because we're still behind him with crowbars, won't it? <laughs> yeah. yeah, just just I... a quick one, Barry, on uh, <laughs> yeah, just on uh, I'm just being pedantic a little bit, maybe, but uh, it's the first time Will Grigg has played back at the DW, but we, he did he did play against us for Sunderland. Uh, he got brought, him and Max Power got brought off. Oh, you're right. It's good to be reminded of these things. Yeah, he didn't score that night, did he? No, he's not scored against us yet. So get ready for get your money on him for Saturday. That's right. <laughs> a three, three, two win. Previously, we've played Milton Keynes Dons five times. We've won three, drawn one, and lost one. The first time was in the FA Cup, of course. The we played them as holders. We drew us our place, went to theirs. Nicky Powell did the business for us down there. Lovely stadium, but unfortunately. Yeah. Um, up here, and nobody can go to the game anyway, so it doesn't really matter. The last meeting with MK Dons was the, earlier this season, the 27th of October. We were absolutely awful that night and lost 2-0. The form is the last five games, 1-1, lost, drawn, lost. They lost last night uh, against Gillingham. Greg did score. Apparently, he's been involved in six goals since he arrived. I think he scored five and assisted one. It's going to be uh, it's going to be interesting to say the least. Uh, the currently on, uh, won eleven games this season, drawn now and lost twelve. Forty-seven goals scored, so they're scoring a few. Uh, Forty-four conceded, so they've got a, a plus three 
goal difference, but they are conceding <laughs> a lot of goals. Uh, and they're on 44 points to our 27. So we'll go into the predictions. I'll, I'll start with Paul, come to Adam, and then, unlike Simon, I'll give you my prediction. So go on, Paul. How do you see this game going, and what do you think the score will be? I, I, could, I could see a three, uh, an hat-trick for Will Grigg. Um, that, you know, it's just there, isn't it? it, it you know, come back and haunt you. And, um, <clears throat> I don't like to predict us to, you know, I, I, we, we've got to get a point somewhere. Um, we, we were a, a bit ropey last night. Um, a performance is due. Um, <clears throat> I'll go 1-1. I don't even know if I've said everything around it. Opposite <laughs> to it. <laughs> Well, I can't quite work that maths out. Uh, no. But it's got to finish one all. But I, I think I kind of know what you mean. It, it wouldn't surprise you if you scored a hat trick. I think, Paul, that's yeah. kind of what you. Well, it's, it, it's what I think's going to happen. But that leads to a scoreline that I'm not prepared to predict. So, yeah. I, you know, I can't. I, I'm not going to predict three three. Um, so I'll go with one one. I didn't know how it was going to go for Greg. To be honest, I mean, he's obviously. Great player, Latics legend, uh, one of the best strikers we've had in the football league. But I always thought Yannick Wilchuk in his first great season set up most of his goals. Then he had and Nick and Michael Jacobs was there as well. Then he had Nick Powell. Um, when he was at Milton Keynes, he had Delhi Alley. He's now got um, Cameron Giraud, but I think. He sounds like he's doing a good job and maybe he's he's feeding him in as well. So I think Greg might score a goal. But I've got a feeling this could be one of those games where we just scrape a 2-1 win. I don't know why. Um, I'm hoping that at least one of those 36 injured strikers is in his back. Uh, we might have a chance, you know, if we, if we can get one of those players back in the team. A um, couple of changes I'd make. Um, I think as... Uh, hopefully uh, Will Keane's fit but if not um, I'd, I'd be tempted to take Matty out I think he's still struggling with injury I don't know I don't know what team will pick but um, I'm just going to say a 2-1 win Saturday if it, it's head and heart isn't it head tells me <laughs> we're, you know we're, we're going to lose but Art I've got to stay positive I, I'm, I'm going to go for a 2-1 as well Griggs going to score. There's no two ways about it. He's going to score. Uh, but hopefully, like you said, we've got to make some changes. Hopefully, they're coming back. some lads are coming back fit. 2-1. Just to mention, there's uh, another member of staff left today, one of the ground staff up at Christopher Park, Josh. Josh Thornton. Just all the best for the future, and thank you for your efforts. That's what I'd like to say. We'll uh, call today now. We're back on Sunday. Barry and Adam in the studio, previewing Plymouth Argyle. We'll see you then. So hopefully three points and some takeover news before then. Fingers crossed, up the six. Good night from me. Good night.